Matthew 22, verse 37 and 38. The Bible says, And he, that's Jesus, said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. So, my dear brothers and sisters in the Lord, tonight let's consider the dangers of this busy new world that we live in. Let's pray. Father, I ask that you would encourage our hearts as we uh, thumb through different portions of your word tonight and as we try to engage a topic which is relevant, I believe, for each one of us. pray that you'll strengthen us, give us wisdom and insight. And Lord, uh, we long to walk in your way. So Lord, teach us your way and uh, may we be humble enough to accept your way and humble enough to depend on you and your grace to walk in it. And we ask for that in Jesus' name. Amen. As I said, I recently finished reading this book by Kevin DeYoung called Crazy Busy. And obviously it is concerned with the idea of being busy. And people today often feel very busy. They feel that they have too much on their plate. It's more than they can handle. They go to bed each night having not accomplished all that they hope to accomplish. And most people just feel frazzled because they're so busy. If we look at 1 Kings 20 verse 40, it actually pictures this. It's not the point of the passage at all, but it does picture a person in that situation where the person is here and there and everywhere and the person's distracted and he's preoccupied and he's unable to focus on the thing that is in front of him. And it is so often true for us that we are so busy with a million pursuits that we don't even notice the most important things in life slipping away. That's a pretty accurate commentary on our society and even the Christian church. Well, this modern problem of busyness comes into conflict with the command that we just read in Matthew 22, which is the command to love God wholeheartedly. The thing about it is, is God and other people who are closest to us often get our leftovers because we expend our time and our energy on other things that keep us busy. And we may ask ourselves, why is it that we're so busy when we live in such luxury? I mean, we have, in-ground, we have uh, indoor plumbing and electricity and lights. And, and that's, that's one of the things about it. We have so much luxury that we're enabled to do so much. And because we can do so much, we do do so much. And it makes our life, because we we can choose whatever we want, it makes our life into a buffet. And how can we help ourselves but not sample everything that's available to us? That can make us very, very busy. But that's actually very dangerous because when our life is crazy busy, we put our souls at risk. So I'm taking actually from his book, three points in his book that we'll have tonight. Number one, busyness can ruin your joy. Busyness can ruin your joy. The Bible is very clear that we ought to be joyful. Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice always, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Jesus says in John 15.11, these things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. 
We have even in Galatians chapter 5 that one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. So it is very clear that the life of a believer ought to be one that has lots of joy. And even in our last study that we went through the Psalms, God's people are supposed to be singing people. And we're singing people because we're happy people. But busyness can steal the joy right out of life. When you read the book of Ecclesiastes and you learn about the vanity of life, we can see that there's a whole lot of unhappy busyness. And, and the common wisdom of the day warns us that there's a lot of dangers in being busy. And there's dangers in, in, in the unhappiness that comes from being so busy. And you know, we have the truth that says, well, we need to just stop and smell the roses. Well, right. You're so busy, you can't even enjoy that. Or haven't you ever heard someone say, I wish I had spent more time with my children when they were young. People are always wishing, you know, I wish I had spent more time. I wish I had slowed down. I wish I had stopped. And as we think about this, what we're learning is we think that life needs to have margins. And if I understand it properly, in design, that is called white space. When you're designing whether it's a flyer or even just something simple that you're printing, it is really important that you have margins and space around your text because it makes it more pleasing to the eye. It makes it easier to read. But if you look at a page that is absolutely covered in writing, it's, it's taxing on your eyes. It's just difficult to read, and it just makes things so much harder. And a life that is busy is just so much harder than it ought to be. Resting, that, there it is, resting space. You need the margins, you need the resting space. So practically, how do we get into this? How do you have white space, resting space, margins in your life? Well, it takes planning. It's just impossible to have any kind of margin in your life if you don't plan for it. Because you're always going to find something to keep you busy. And when you're always busy, you're always, plan, you're always frazzled. And what we have to do when we plan is we have to organize our responsibilities within our capacity. So often we put too much on our plate that we really can't handle in the first place, and that is going to make us frazzled. And beyond that, we have to organize our plate in such a way that we have time for the unanticipated, for the emergencies, for the unplanned. So you have to work hard at planning, because if you don't plan, life is just going to be the daily grind. And we're going to spend all of our time just trying to keep our head above water. And the thing about it is, that is exactly how our society is. And they're unashamed about that. Certainly they hope for better days, but very, very few people really make any changes to, to stop what is normal to them, which is every day a rat race. And the thing about it is, you look at folks, and they're haggard in their appearance, and they're joyless. And the thing about it is, as we look at the scriptures, God desires that joy would be a part of our life on this side of glory. Busyness doesn't help with that. So number one, busyness can ruin your joy. Number two, busyness can rob our hearts. Let's turn to Mark's gospel, where we've already been. So we're treading where we've already studied, Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4 is the study of the parable of the soils, so the parable of the sower. 
And this is where we see that busyness is summarized in, in, in one of these soils as thorns, the kind of things that choke a man's heart, that stop him from benefiting from God's word. So let's jump into the story. We're going to read about the third soil there, which is in verse 7. Other seed fell um, among thorns, verse 7, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. You remember that the commentary on this verse is further down. Look in verse 18, midway through. So chapter 4, verse 18, it says that these are those who, who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word. And it proves unfruitful. Calvin said that the human heart is a thick forest of thorns. There are plenty of things in, our, in anyone's life that are thorns. Jesus notes that they're the cares of the world. That's the first thing he says. Just the things that have to do with life. The deceitfulness of riches. How many people spend all of their time just trying to make a buck? And then he goes on to say, and this in many ways summarizes the rest, the desires for other things. Always desiring. And whether it's the cares, the deceitfulness, or the desires, all of those things are thorns that have a disastrous effect on the heart. There's so much time spent doing this and so much time procuring this, buying this. And then there's so much time, I would say, maintaining the things that you've bought. I mean, that's what I faced last week. I bought a computer and then I cracked the screen and I spent hours worrying about it trying to find a new one, fixing the new one, and it's just amazing how much time we spend just maintaining what we procured. And it's exhausting. And what Jesus is saying in here, the sure exhaustion of worries and desires threaten the gospel's effectiveness in the heart. So busyness, it's been said in the book, busyness kills more Christians than bullets. You see, how many times has the word of God come to us or we've gone through a difficult situation that was very painful and we didn't learn a thing from it because we didn't take enough time to, to step back and think, what did I just go through? What did I just hear? What do I need to learn from that? So often busyness just saps us. It's like a thorn. because, And it's like thorns that take up space in our life and that space is, is critical real estate because you can't produce fruit if there's so many thorns in the way. And that's why busyness is so dangerous. Busyness can ruin our joy. It can rob our hearts. And one last thing, busyness can cover up the rot in our souls. And this is, broadly speaking, busyness is often a common, common covering for a very empty soul. There's a man named Tim Criders who wrote an article entitled The Busy Trap. He wrote it for the New York Times. And he stated this, Your life cannot possibly be silly or trivial or meaningless if you're so busy, completely booked, and demand every hour of the day. People stay busy because what they don't want to do is be alone and have it quiet and listen to themselves think and let their conscience spin. They don't want that. They would rather keep busy instead of reflecting on what is most valuable and important. 
in life. Now, for believers, we can also get caught up in this trap of busyness and make it a covering for things that are not good on the inside. I would say that this can show up when we equate busyness in ministry with spirituality. What I mean very specifically, a church can pack its calendar with programs that keep people hopping from thing to thing, but all those programs will keep the believers in that church from truly taking time to reflect on their relationship with God and truly what God wants them to do. They just stay busy with all the things they're supposed to do and they think everything is great. Being so busy doesn't allow them to reflect on what the Lord really wants for them. The unique thing is, whenever you t- it is often the answer when you say to someone, so have you been spending time with the Lord? The most common answer is, well, I've been too busy. And the thing about that is, when they answer like that, sometimes, and many times I'd say most times, we don't think, well, that sounds terrible. We think, oh, I understand. But if they were to say something like, you know, have you spent time with the Lord? No, I've been out stealing things and lying to people and murdering. You know, that, we think that's terrible. But this is, this is someone just admitting, I just have tons and tons of thorns in my life and I'm too busy. That's terrible. And that is making for, you know, that is bringing opportunity for just rot and decay in your heart. And you're just sapping all your affection for God. You know, the thing about it is, when we reflect on what the psalmist says, he says that in the midst of a busy life, he finds great joy in resting in the Lord. Psalm 94, verse 19. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. But the thing about it is, when you're so busy, you don't find time for the Lord to console your heart. And that's not good. It's disastrous to our hearts, and it can make us rot. So, should being busy matter to us? Absolutely. At the heart of it, busyness has to matter to us because the command is love the Lord your God and others wholeheartedly. And we can't be too busy to do that. Being busy is really accepted in our society. And the thing beyond that is people actually wear busyness as a badge. Like, oh, I'm busy. And people actually are supposed to like, think about that and say, wow, you must really be a, a go-getter. You're so busy, as if that's a wonderful quality. It's not. Busyness is often a problem because it often means that you don't know how to prioritize. What should you prioritize? You ought to be prioritizing your love for the Lord, which in the midst of having lots of cares and concerns, and we have them, and they cry. In the midst of all that, we have to reflect and we have to refresh ourselves in the word and in prayer. It is very, very important. Let's pray. Father, challenge our hearts with this. And I pray that this is straight shooting for our hearts and that we would take the time to reflect, that we would not, uh, not run to your word and run away from it with no benefit and return to the cares of the world. Uh, Father of all people, We need to be the people that have spiritual sight and vision and understand the things that ought to be a part of everyday life. So Lord, uh, teach us tonight. Help us to beware of being busy and uh, losing our love for you and neglecting love and affection for you. We ask for that in Jesus' name.
Amen.